Save a little more this month. Chime checking accounts have features like fee-free overdrafts up to $200 with SpotMe and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com slash goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. SpotMe eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, this is your boy Frank Gore. You li- I'm listening to 49er Rush. Niners all day. That's brain sits home, baby. Let's go. I love it, man. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is absolutely incredible to be with you guys. It's Wednesday, and I just got finished putting up some Christmas lights, which is a little bit late for the Chapmans, but that's okay. It's kind of what we do. We leave them up late, too. (laughs) I don't know if anybody else goes through that. But uh, anyway, we got the Christmas lights up, and I I was dying to get on this because I feel like there's so much stuff to talk about. This week... It's huge. It's you're coming off a very decisive win, you know, overtime win. You're vaulted yourself up into the playoff rankings to put yourself in a position to be successful and to get in the playoffs. Well, this game is as big as any of the four games left. You know, I told you three weeks ago the Vikings game, right? Then you had the Rams game, and then the other Rams games and the Falcons game. Those four, if you win those four because they're contenders and they're all in conference. If you want to get into the playoffs, these are the things that you have to do. And so, a lot of stuff before us this week. So, here's what I got today. I want to jump into injury report. We've got some fresh clips from Juan Salas on today's press conference from Kyle Shanahan. We've got some fresh clips from our Patreon breakdown in the offensive series, which, again, this week was fun. Overtime, you get more plays. More plays, yeah, usually makes people more happy. And so, we're going to go over some of those things. And, again... I almost titled this episode Kittle and Company because we're going to spend a significant amount of time talking about George Kittle and what he means and what he has done these past few weeks. Uh, if you look at what the 49ers have done, we're four and five. Four out of our last five games, we have won. Now, Again, there's so many reasons why that is. Like, it's not just a one person or whatever. But guess what, guys? Kittle came back week nine. It's so, like, there is, make no mistake, this winning four out of five games, George Kittle has been paramount. Even in the game where he didn't receive a lot of targets, it didn't really matter because he was so impactful having 40 rush attempts in back-to-back games and getting those wins. So he can do it by being that extra blocker. He could do it by being the extra stud in the passing game, which we saw the last two weeks, which is probably the most fun for us, right? Um, so we got a lot of stuff to talk about. And uh, Tommy, want to say thank you, man. Appreciate the gift. He says, the best Niners pod on any platform. Um, I appreciate that, Tommy. I can tell you what thing, and this is probably what we'll end the podcast with. Uh, Travis Benjamin would probably disagree. In fact, uh, <laughs> there's an exact quote uh, that I kind of want to make like my life motto uh, from Travis Benjamin. We'll talk about that later. little tease uh, <laughs> there. Uh, yeah, anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. So, shout out to all the Countdown crew coming in with the hashtag CCs. Absolutely love it. Let's talk some injuries because I don't. I always like talking injuries first. I don't like talking about them at all. The impact that they have on the team is paramount for sure. 
But I never like leaving with that. I always want to get it out of the way. So here we go. Here's Kyle Shanahan, the man himself, who just had a birthday, by the way. Um, talking about injuries with the 49ers at today's practice. This is a very fresh clip here. Right, um, injuries today. Um, Aziz won't practice elbow. Fred won't practice ankle. Elijah, no practice concussion knee. Maurice Hurst, calf. Kittle, knees, um, soreness, won't practice. DJ Jones, same thing. Greenlaw, groin. Um, Alex Mack and Bosa and Dante won't practice. That's not injury. I mean, it's yeah, not injury related. Throw Trent Williams in that also. Uh, Tart has a glute. He'll be limited. And Ambry, um, concussion, he's limited. It's a lot of uh, guys out. So, again, no practice today. Warner, Kittle, Elijah Mitchell, Aziz, Greenlaw, Hurst, DJ Jones, Dante Johnson. Okay, those are the guys that did practice. And, again, I kind of took out the healthy just rest days. But I include Bosa or Trent Williams or any of those guys. And a lot of these are just bang-ups. You know, if the game was today, I think almost everybody would play except for Elijah Mitchell. I think he's he's still on the side, you know, going through stuff on the side. So he's still got to clear that concussion protocol. Um, but limited was Thomas and Tart, which uh, which is significant because we're just so li we're stuck really to be honest with you um at the cornerback position we just have no depth if Dante Johnson comes back which I would fully expect but again everybody handles their stuff differently and there's nothing wrong with that now <clears throat> one player oh Tommy asked this I wonder if Mitchell even plays this week I would say yes I, I think Mitchell does play this week and whenever he does our entire offense is completely different Jeff Wilson was good Jeff Wilson did exactly enough for the 49ers to get their victory like he didn't go above and beyond he didn't have a career day but he moved the ball I mean you average over four yards to carry against a loaded box you're doing your job so I'm not worried about that I do believe Elijah Mitchell will play this Sunday, but again, you never know with the concussion protocol. Like, a lot of injuries, you'd be like, all right, boom, two to four weeks. Okay, boom, this. You don't know with these things. They're, they're always different. That's just what they are. What's up, Bryce? Uh, appreciate the gift. He says, 49ers versus injury equals loss. They put out a metric. Um, most snaps lost by starters projected on the initial roster 49ers were still first which i thought was crazy this year um it sucks but uh yeah man um let's see here bro he says any projected return date on hearst this is a tough one because maurice hearst started the year on ir right he made the 53 man then they put him on short-term IR, then he came back. You cannot put a person, a person cannot return from IR twice in one year. So this is where it gets weird because it's like, they didn't put him on, you know, IR again. They couldn't. So that means he'll be back in three weeks, right? Nah, we don't know. Hopefully soon. But our DTs have played well. They really, really have. Somebody who's not going to be returning soon, D Ford. I, I mean, that's what sounds like it. You'd have to talk to him about that. But, I mean, it's a back thing that, um, you know, I don't know if there's much rehab for it. You've got to keep resting it. And, uh, you know, we've done that a bunch. So it's been tough on him, tough on us. And it's just an unfortunate injury. So D Ford is on IR and he's done for the year. This hurts. Um, such a good dude. And it has really, you know, I said earlier this offseason, like, we got all the glowing reports. D Ford's back. He's better than ever. Fill in the blank. And I, I kept saying, like, yeah, hope for the best, but you don't, you don't expect much. I said, if he gets one sack, that's a win. Well, he got three sacks. He got three sacks and two tackles for losses. Like, he was all right. He was in and out of lineups, but he was pretty good early on. Just can't sustain it. He needs to be done with football. Let's be real. But before people get upset with D Ford, like let's put some context into this. Did we overpay for him? Yes, we did. We traded second round pick for him to the Chiefs. That was the number sixty three overall pick, by the way, because again that was the year we came up short in the Super Bowl. Does anybody know who the Chiefs took with that pick? Because it's easy to get upset at that second rounder, like oh we should have done that. I I'm going to leave this in the. Somebody tell me without looking it up. Who did the Chiefs take with that number 63 overall pick? Because most people don't know. Um, and 
I don't know. I think you have to Google it to find out. We'll see what's up here. I'll give you some time there. Um, Adam Garcia, thank you, man. He says, man, it's concerning that Mitchell hasn't cleared protocol. Running back depth is scarce. Debo getting eight snaps a game in the backfield is concerning. You're right. I'll also say this. You go back to when Mitchell was in the lineup, Debo got, again, I think it was seven or eight carries that game as well. It seems pretty clear Kyle Shanahan wants to continue to get Debo the ball any way that he can. Um, and that's an issue. You know, he, he was asked, Kyle Shanahan was, I'm, I'm going to jump back to the D Ford, but I want to see if somebody could answer this uh, and put that out there. You know, he, Kyle Shanahan was asked, what about Debo's receiving stats? He was like on record pace and all this stuff. And now, I mean, back-to-back -back weeks, he's got one or two catches for minimal yards. This week he had one catch for 22 yards. So Kyle was asked about his stats receiving-wise and what that looks like. Oh, I mean, it's just kind of how it is sometimes. I mean, um, Kittle had some real good stats these last two games. I mean, games before that, I don't think he did, but it didn't mean he played much different. It's just how it works out. And, you know, Debo didn't play as much third down. You know, him not practicing all week, we limited him a bunch um, just with this play count and stuff. And I think he ended up getting like 40, 45, but um, didn't have as many opportunities. But the one we did give an opportunity, did pretty good on. And so, like, here, here's what I will say. Debo's been great and just as effective as always. It's just not in the passing game. And I think we got to be okay with that. Is, is he going to be up there for, you know, receiving yards and all that? No, he's not. But we're still getting the big play explosiveness, and it's working. I mean, the most electric play of the entire game was the Debo touchdown run, which was incredible. Um, no, it was not Creed Humphrey. That is, it's a year prior creed humphrey's my freaking hero uh, i knew he was going to be amazing he's the top rated freaking center in the nfl not rookie he's the top rated center hasn't given up one quarterback hit all year i freaking i tried my hardest <laughs> trey lance and creed humphrey it was easy guys and we messed it up we messed it up um nope it wasn't thornhill either um was not thornhill they got him earlier uh, wasn't that pick now stick it with Debo and then I'm going to give you guys the answer because it, it's a rough one It's a deep it's a deep dive question. This is one of the patreon clips that we put up this week just yesterday On Debo's touchdown run. So if you want more of this obviously patreon we push it every day on here uh, You know patreon.com 40 hours rush podcast. You'll find it there uh, But here's Debo's run and it's not just Debo three key blocks on this play played really really well Gets out there in space. Awesome block there from Jennings on the sill. Amazing block from Jennings and Kittle. Great job. One-on-one -on -one at this level. Gets to the outside and pins him in. Giving Debo the sideline. And Debo's just going to do the rest for the freaking touchdown. But uh, make no mistake. These, these two players with Kittle coming out there as well. Is that Kittle or Warner? It might be Warner. I don't know. But this block right here, and then boom, right here. I mean, this is so good to turn your hips. It basically almost like a punt return wall. Get behind me, man. Get behind me and go. Huge explosive play. Biggest play of the day for the 49ers offense. Debo's so good, man. 11 touchdowns on the year. Six rushing, five receiving. Yeah, that's Kittle. I mean, that's that's him against his his friend, or sorry, Nick Bosa's friend and, you know, college teammate. But golly, man, watch freaking Juwan Jennings. Tight end plus, uh, wide receiver plus is what I've heard uh, guys like this referred to in draft profiles, which I like. Because he's a wide receiver, Juwan Jennings, but he's going to block like a damn tight end. I mean, he just put that D end on the ground. Then you see Tom Compton out here sealing the edge, and Debo just going to do the rest. Yeah, come catch me. Yeah, try to... <laughs> this ain't flag football, son. <laughs> Tell him be quiet, Debo. Tell him right there, baby. Time to hush up, guys. Oh, I love it, man. Just just what he brings to the table. It's different. Now, the running game is different without Elijah Mitchell. Uh, Buck, you asked this question. He says, will Wilson get back to what he was like last year, or is he just a lost cause? I don't think he's a lost cause. You know, going through the film today, uh, yesterday, Pass protection, he was unreal. I mean, just he saved so many plays stepping up against the blitz and pass protection. And I think he's a between-the-tackles guy. You know, the 49ers offense has shifted from this outside zone handoff to the outside zone toss. That's not his game. That was never his game. 
Jeff Wilson is at his best whenever he's hitting between the tackles, pass protecting, and opening up in the passing game. That's what he is. He's not a speed guy. He never was. Um, and you can go back to almost all of his highlights. They were all between the tackles. But the difference this year, everybody's loading the box more, way more than previously. Like, you can go back 2020, 2019. I mean, we're facing eight, nine-man boxes, play in, play out. And that's the issue. I'm going to be honest with you. But he still averaged over four yards to carry. Um, now, let's go back to our question. The correct answer for the D4 traded pick, number 63 overall, the Chiefs took linebacker Willie Gay. Now, he has not been good. Uh, he's been a below-average linebacker. Uh, he started a lot of games for him as their like number three guy, but like he's not a good linebacker. He he's he's a coverage guy. It was very below average in the run. Like that's what we gave up for him. Now the contract. Okay, if you want to get upset with the whole D four thing, the amount of contract that I understand. But again, that dude could have walked this off season and kept all of his money. He chose not to. He chose to redo the deal. To help the 49ers, not himself, because he knew if he didn't, they were going to cut him. So he redid his deal to a very team-friendly cap penalty in our cash-strapped year. We do not keep the best player in the NFL, Trent Williams, without D Ford this offseason. If D Ford says, nope, peace, I'm out, I'm just going to take my money and go, which he was obligated to do so, we do not get Trent Williams. He's a chief. And then you guys, then it's... Reed, Humphrey, and Trent Williams on <laughs> the Chiefs, and I'm not a happy individual. But because of D. Ford redoing his deal and betting on himself, we were able to lock that deal up. And I think that's important. Uh, you know, we, it, it's easy to kind of take out, you know, and just be like, well, he's injured all the time, so that's the issue, blah, blah, blah. No, no, that's not it. You got you to gotta look around. You got to be able to pay attention to these things. Um. Yeah, and Adam, you're right about Juan Thornhill, who's another guy I love coming out of Virginia. Amazing ball skills. He's been injured a lot as well. Most players in the NFL are injured. You look across the NFL, it's not just the 49ers. It's usually mostly the 49ers, but it's not just us. Um, now, uh, real quick, this was awesome. I'm glad that this got brought up. Let's go freaking Mexico, baby. Oh, I'd be all for it. I love Mexico. Um, I love going there. Um, and it does seem like they got a bunch of diehard Niner fans too. So um, we get a lot of love there when we go there and I always enjoy it. And I'll tell you this, um, you know, a lot of the Patreon supporters, thank you, everybody. And a lot of the message messages that I get, you know, we were doing the faithful from afar, I think an off season, two off seasons ago, maybe, where I was asking people to tell me kind of, if you're from overseas, tell me your story. And I want to share that. I thought that was important. And so many were from Mexico. And a lot of the relationships I've built with, you know, just virtually uh, through our Zoom hangouts that we do on Patreon and stuff like that in the comments, message emails, it's been with people from Mexico. And I freaking love this. I want the 49ers to play there so freaking bad. Um, and if they do, you bet your ass I'm going to be there. Uh, <laughs> 49ers rush road trip 100%. Um, oh, Bigfoot. Bigfoot's mom. Big difference between Bigfoot and Bigfoot's mom. Uh, Got to respect the missus. Uh, love the tag, brother. Uh, he says, hey, John, are there still hotels in Los Angeles available? You have one day. If you want to, because what happens is we're only allowed to lock up our hotel rooms all the way up until, what would that be, Friday. Um, and then they open them back up and we lose our discount. So I've already got my hotel. A lot of you guys already got your hotels as well. If you want to do that, you have to go to 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. You click on Los Angeles because that's for the you know the Week 18 versus the Rams game. And then you, you can get your tickets there. They're 25 apiece. Include insane amount of stuff. I, I have so many jerseys and stuff to give away. When people buy tickets, what I do is I buy stuff to give away for that. So the more people that buy tickets, the better opportunity, uh, the more gifts, the better gifts. Jerry Rice signed jersey, things like that. that we're giving away there. But at the bottom, if you click on LA, you're going to see the PDF um, for the hotel. We're staying at the Hermosa Beach House, which is awesome if you've never seen it. It's right there on the beach. It's going to be one of the best weekends ever. And again, if you need more information, email me. 
49ers Rush Podcast at gmail.com. We've got tailgate information. We have tailgate options with uh, the 41ers chapter and worldwide SoCal chapter. So, like, depending on your level of party and what it is you're looking for, we got every taste covered. Um, and again, I have no affiliation. With those chapters, I'm trying to support the community and build up the relationship between the local chapters with you guys, right? We're just bringing people together. And so, like, I'm not making any money on that. I'm buying tickets myself. I'm not even getting a free ticket. <laughs> Probably should have renegotiated that better. But, uh, <laughs> I like, I'm going to be at both of those tailgates hanging out. Uh, it's going to be an absolute blast. So I'm so excited about this, man. Um, so if you're if you're anywhere around, gosh, Come out and freaking party with us. Now, let's do... I'm going to start with some pro football focus grades versus the Bengals, and it's just going to turn into nothing but Kittle, okay? Real quick, right off the bat, top five scores, pro football focus versus the Bengals. George Kittle, number one, 91.1. Trent Williams, number two, with a 90 grade. Then a huge drop, 90 to 76. That's... Alex Mack, who had one of his best games this year. Jamichael Hasty was fourth with a 74.9. And Tom Compton, baby. We just saw the highlights. 74.1. Played really, really well. Um, now, he had those two big misses, which both resulted in punts on third down. But George Kittle. It's crazy how good he has been. And the fact that he's getting rest is well-deserved. Here's the head coach himself talking about Kittle and his rest day. Yeah, I mean, when I'm, I'm just told it's soreness. So um, that's soreness isn't as much of an injury. It's just game's a violent game. It's tough to get over it, get over some of the soreness, and uh, especially with us having a Thursday night game coming up, you know, just give him a little bit more rest. So he's getting, uh, he's getting rest, and you could see him limping throughout the game in the fourth quarter. I mean, it's one of the worst stadiums or fields to play on uh, up in Cincinnati. It's basically concrete with a freaking carpet turf on top of it. And that dude, I mean, 13 catches is just unreal. Uh, so there's a couple positives, couple negatives that I want to get into here. Here is the Jimmy to Kittle touchdown right before the half. Oh, too so high good. look here. Back shoulder, man. Jimmy goes through seven progressions on this play. That is a damn good ball and an even better catch. I mean, it's, this is just perfect. I hate that it took the penalty for us to do this. He's looking to his right side. I mean, this is covered right there. Debo's covered. He's got two guys on him. Jennings is covered in the backside. Look at this ball from Jimmy. The protection was incredible. Nice catch in the air. Both feet down. Gets across. Touchdown, man. Whew. Boom, big spike. That is just incredible. Amazing. Elite protection. Elite protection. I mean, just so good. Just so good. Here's Kittle at the bottom of your screen. You can start to see him get his separation. Jimmy throws just a great ball. God, this cameraman is trash. Gets the ball down. Very, very good. Watch Jimmy. Let's watch him just a little. 1,001, 1,002, 1,003, 1,004. Great protection. Incredible. Amazing touchdown right before the half. Whew. And, th and that was right after the special teams fumble play, right? Uh, which was huge. And so you have Kittle cashing it in. Just played incredible. Shout out to Jimmy. He had a lot of really, really good throws this game. He had some bad ones. There's no doubt. I mean... Not only, I feel like a lot of people don't watch a lot of games unless it's prime time or their team. And I, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but what I'm saying is when you only watch Jimmy Garoppolo play and then prime time quarterbacks like Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen, it doesn't do, it, you're set up at a bad place. Jimmy Garoppolo is a good quarterback. Um, I'd say slightly above average. Again, before the season, I had him as the number 14th quarterback. Now, if you want to put him, let's say, 18th, 19th, 20th, you put him below 20, then I'm just like, I don't know. I think you're a little – all of us are biased, right? Um, and a lot of people hate Jimmy. That, that's you know, and a, another thing I want to throw out there. You know, there was a 49ers uh, space on Twitter. They do the spaces thing, and I've got asked to do a couple of those. I don't do them. Why? Because crazy people with no profiles can jump on there and say whatever they want. And we saw some of that the other day, and it, it got weird. 
And there are some people that have, you know, fed off this division and trying to put negative stuff out there about players just so they could push their own narrative. And speaking of which, here we go, Tommy. He asked this question, and I'm just going to read it verbatim. John Chapman, do you agree with Grant Cohn's idea of resting the starters for the Rams game? No, I do not. Um, I do not. I didn't know that was his idea. I've not heard him say that, so I'm taking your word for it, but Tommy's as trustworthy as they get. Here's what I will say. The 49ers do have a mini-buy coming up, and you're going to hear um, the coach talk a lot about it. So we have the Falcons game. Then we play Tennessee. That's that Thursday night game right before Christmas. Then you get that kind of mini-buy, which is the f terminology that Kyle Shanahan uses. And so you get that mini buy, and then you get a play at home versus the Texans. Then you just get a short travel down to Los Angeles. Absolutely not. I would not. For several reasons. One, any we're not going to be guaranteed a lot. That game's going to matter, okay? It's going to matter. There's too much of a clump right now. And again, you want to alleviate all questions that you might not make the playoffs. Again, there's... The teams that are one game behind us right now, Washington, Minnesota, Philadelphia, Atlanta, New Orleans, like there's way too many teams right there. Uh, Cardinal, or the Carolina Panthers and Seattle right there behind them. And we do not own the tiebreaker over either of those two teams. So no, you, you don't do that. Now, if it's 100% locked in, oh, you're the sixth seed, whether you win or lose, no matter what anybody else does. Still, I say no. Why? Because this 49ers team needs to be hot heading into the playoffs. You don't want to mess up your chemistry. You, you don't want to lose your mojo. You don't want to gift the Rams. You want to assert your dominance and go into there being a team to be feared. Now, and again, we've seen this. Kyle Shanahan does not rest players, period. <laughs> he will run somebody into the ground, and that's a problem. I think that's a huge negative, but that's who he is. So to see Kyle Shanahan say, hey, we're just going to rest everybody, I don't think so. Um, and again, you know, Grant, I'm sure, has great logic for why he would say that. I completely disagree, and even as a coach, you use that as a buffer game, and you get ready to go. Um you know, you got to see what that is. And we'll have to see where the standings and all those kind of things shake out. But no, I, I'm not I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Now, let's go back to Kittle. Um, because that was a great pass from Jimmy Garoppolo. I thought this was the best pass of Jimmy Garoppolo's entire day. And it was an incompletion. Oh, this is the best play of the day, man. This is one of the things we have not seen from Jimmy Garoppolo. And this is one of the things that he's actually pretty good at whenever you can find the selective small sample size where he trusts his, his vision. It's a single high safety, which we see more single high safety than any other team in the NFL because Jimmy Garoppolo does not throw deep outside the hashes. But it doesn't mean he can't do it. He's actually pretty damn good at it. Look at this ball. Flat-footed, doesn't transfer his weight at all. This is 100% touch. It hits him right in the freaking numbers over the head. Now, this should have been pass interference. There's no doubt about it. But gosh, what would happen if we incorporate this into our passing game on the regular? Every other NFL team does this. And again, the accuracy on this throw is incredible. The best throw of the game. Best throw of the game, and it's an incompletion. Now, it is pass interference. There's no doubt about it. Um, he's got that back arm pin, doesn't look back to make a play on the ball, creates contact, all those things. But And this is one of my things that I love, too, about Kittle. He ain't going to complain to the ref. That ain't who he is. He's not a Seattle Seahawk. That's not what he does. He's a man. He's going to take care of his business. You're going to call it? That's cool. It's like that guy at the pickup game, basketball game, that's always calling foul. Like, what are you doing, man? Man up. And so you can see right here in this still shot, if my stupid head wasn't in the way, that his arms pinned to his side. Like, I mean, it's almost a one-handed catch, and he almost makes it. But, you know, it's it's what it is. For They're not going to get the calls. That's just not really who we are. But, man, he hit him right in the chest. Amazing throw from Jimmy Garoppolo. And incompletion, unfortunately. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. 
And here's what's great. It, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason action. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to $100. Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Uh, that was awesome. He even hit that back shoulder fade um, to Juwan Jennings in overtime, which was, whew, that was, that was clutch, man. I freaking love that. Um, I, I, thought it, I thought it was incredible. So Jimmy had a lot of these really, really good plays, which was really, really cool. But some of the plays and a lot of the plays and... Man, I should have cut this clip. I don't have it for you. Juan cut it. Juan did his job. I didn't do my job. That's on me. Juan's been... Guys, I don't think you understand how hard Juan Salas works behind the scenes. This dude is unreal. A big reason why we're able to do all these freaking episodes. I used to cut all this stuff myself, and it takes hours. It's ridiculous. So if you see Juan Salas, which he's coming to LA, uh, buy that man a beer or... Give him a high five, or I don't know, because he's unbelievable. Um, I do share. Uh, <laughs> I've been asked this lots of times. Um, I do try my hardest to compensate him for his stuff uh, monetarily. I, I want to do way more so, but, you know, we're building this together. Um, and, you know, as we do build this, hopefully that could be uh, more so, because that dude deserves everything. He's incredible. Now, Jimmy was good, and he had some bad plays for sure. George Kittle, however, he was creating on his own. So I'm, I'm going to play this clip, and it's not a highlight really, but I think it is a testament to what this guy does to defenses. That dude's up for the challenge. He, it don't matter. It don't matter. Freaking Spartan Warrior. Makes one miss. All right, come on. Makes two miss. All right, come on. <laughs> Just look at this, man. This is insanity. Just like this still shot. Like... This is what George Kittle does. That that's just he's a beast, man. He is such a beast. I'm I'm And so like I saw that and I was like, "All right." And I'm I'm going to cut this clip and this is the photo that is still I was and I I went on it. I was like, "I'm going to cut this and put it up there." And I I put this on Twitter and you know, I I put it on, you know, Kittle George Kittle versus the world, whatever else. Well, it picked up pretty good. Um and I checked right before I, I, I jumped online uh, and started recording with you guys. Over a million people um, have interacted with this tweet so far. I got picked up by PFT, who I hate. Uh, <laughs> I got picked up by a lot of sites I didn't like. But um, The Athletic, a couple other you know prominent things picked this up, which is awesome. And like this picture is worth a thousand words, right? Because you have eight defenders and just Kittle. You know, it looks like Neo and the Matrix fighting against all the Agent Smiths. Like, that is the mentality that this guy brings, and it is everything. The 49ers have won four out of five games since this dude's came back. And he can do it in a myriad of ways. He's that damn good. He was also named the freaking Offensive Player of the Week for the NFC. And rightfully so. He should have won it last week, too, damn it. Um, but George Kittle, it, it's funny. Like, I... There's people that were calling for him to be traded. Are you out of your mind? Traded for what? What do you want? 
like <laughs> it reminds me of the Family Guy clip where he wins a boat, right? And I'm gonna do a terrible job explaining this. He went Peter Griffin, Family Guy, the cartoon wins a boat, and the guy says, "Hey, the game show host, you can leave with your boat, or you can have what's in the mystery box." And Lois, the wife, is like, "No, we're taking the boat." And Peter like shushes her and says, "Lois." <laughs> Do you not understand what could be in this box? It could be anything. It could be a boat. <laughs> and so he shows the box, and of course it's nothing. It's like a gift card or something, whatever else. But this is the, the logic, right? We just talked about what we traded the second round pick for D Ford. What did that equate to? Willie Gay. All right, congratulations. Boom. It, we'll, we'll find an undrafted free agent. I would prefer to take <laughs> Hilliard, you know, who we had in the offseason. Um, who we traded, like, it doesn't matter. We we find linebackers just wherever. It doesn't matter. And so, if you trade Kittle, what the hell are you hoping for in return? Oh, we got to get those draft picks. Are those draft picks going to turn into George Kittle? Because they're not going to, right? Whoa, 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 you can have Kittle, or you can have the mystery box. Well, what's the mystery box? Well, it could be a George Kittle. You already got it. You already won. I, I don't I don't know if I'm doing a good job explaining this, but it's just like, golly, man. I, and I know when teams lose and you're frustrated, right? It, it, it's very easy just to be like, ah, blow it up. But you don't do that. If, if you step back and you look at the 49ers franchise and our roster, maybe we don't have the depth that you want. It's a salary cap era. But you legitimately have the best tight end in football. You legitimately have the best left tackle in football. You have the best two-way offensive weapon, wide receiver slash running back Debo in football. You have Nick Bosa, the best freaking D-end in football. Now, you might say, okay, well, Miles Garrett, TJ Watt, he's at least up there. He's at least up there. Fred Warner, down year for sure. He's by far one of the top four linebackers in the league, even where he is now. So it's not like you have to just be like, and I know, I know. Everybody's going to be like, well, uh, the, the the clickers and all the people hot takes and whatever else. No, George Kittle is the real deal and has been every time he's been healthy. And you're like, well, he gets injured. Dude, the NFL people get injured. And whenever you throw somebody the ball 13 times, or you throw it to him 15, when you have 13 catches in one game and there being eight guys tackling you, what the hell do you think is going to happen? Well, he delivered the win for you. And he played well enough to deliver the win against the Seahawks as well. But you didn't, you know, it wasn't necessarily on him. That's what it is. And so, I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Clay, Grant said trade Bosa as well. And I'll say this about uh, about Grant Cohn. And I, I, again, he deserves a lot of the criticism he gets. I'll say this. He's one of the only people that I can say works as hard as I do uh, or harder. Um, the dude goes, he, he works his tail end off. But yes, he has an agenda. He tries to do that. But again, I consider him a good dude, relatively speaking. I disagree with almost 95% of what he says. But um, again, it's what you're selling and all that stuff. But I don't, I don't quote unquote hate anything that he does i just disagree with it and there's a big audience for what he does the fact that Stephen a smith and skip bayless those guys are the highest paid media people is disgusting to me i will not watch espn because it's just garbage um Stephen a smith doesn't even watch football yet he commentates on football that's hilarious he doesn't watch the games he doesn't he doesn't uh but people like that uh but you're here right you're not there you're here so i want to say thank you for your support because again uh we're different we're different uh but let's see here uh none your business he says thank you for the gift first off appreciate that john do you honestly believe we can compete for a super bowl this year crazy things happen um try yeah crazy things happen there's no doubt we are a matchup driven football team here's what i mean by that we don't match up well with the, the Cardinals. And so if we got to play the Cardinals, not saying we can't win. We almost beat them with Trey Lance. We got to be pretty damn perfect, okay? I don't think that we match up very well with the Bucks either unless we're getting incredible pressure, but their offensive line's pretty good. However, if you were to tell me our Super Bowl route, let's say our first playoff game we play the Packers, who are the one seed right now, then I'd be like, oh, hell yeah. Let's say we have to play the Cowboys. Oh, hell yeah. What if we got to play the Rams? Hell yeah. That's three games right there. 
I do not want to play the Cardinals, and I don't want to play the Bucks. Which right now, if the playoffs started today, we would be against the Cardinals. So, do I think that we're a Super Bowl favorite? Absolutely not. Do I think that it's probable? I do not. But crazier things have happened. And now with COVID being as crazy as it is, right? Who knows? I want a ticket. Right? Why, why are we so fascinated with March Madness as a society? Why? Anybody can win, man. Crazy things happen. The 49ers are a capable enough team to where they can beat anybody on a given day. And they're a terrible matchup for several different franchises. As I just said, Packers don't want to play us. Rams don't want to play us. Cowboys don't want to play us. I'm telling you right now, they do not. It's a bad matchup for them. So can we? Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's a long shot for sure. But you can. Is it likely? No, it's not. But I want in. I want in. You, you got to get in there. And so, like, I, Frank, I believe we can compete, and that's all you can ask. It's, it's not can we win a Super Bowl. It's can we win a wild card game. And the answer is yes, 100%. Then the question changes, can you win a divisional game, okay? Then can you win the NFC Championship, okay? And so it, it's not can you beat everybody, can you run the gauntlet, because, again, that's hard to do. You got to have a lot of things go your way. That 2019 playoff run was bananas. One, we got the first round by, so that was awesome. And the divisional and NFC, we, we got the best matchups in the world. We played two teams that just cannot match up with us, and we freaking boat raced them. And so you've got to have a little bit of luck. Look at the freaking giant franchises that you know won two Super Bowls. We should have beat them. We should have beat them. Kyle Williams cost us, right? And so were, were the Giants that year good enough to win the Super Bowl against New England and pass us? No, they weren't. But sometimes punt returners fumble, as we found this Sunday and last Sunday, <laughs> uh, right? So those things kind of step in. Um, so I, I don't know if that answers your question, but historically, and whenever you look at the game logically, I've been a part of so many games that teams had no business winning or competing in, and stuff turns around. And momentum is a powerful thing. And with the 49ers playing bully football, if they get the right guys healthy and all those things, we can beat anybody in the NFL. So I do believe that. Am I betting on us to win the Super Bowl? I am not. <laughs> am I betting on us to make the playoffs? Yep, I already have. And I keep doubling down on that one over and over and over again. And so if you are a better, oh man, big week. Frank the Tank, baby. Guys, huge week for football as always. But guess what? Frank Gore, baby, is entering the ring versus Deron Williams. And this is going to be an absolute blast. I mean, Frank the Tank, baby. How could you go wrong? And so there's so many other things. Wilder versus Fury. Mayweather versus Pacquiao. There's so much stuff. It's going to be electric. And with my bookie, this is the place to bet. So they have the best odds and prop bets for all of the boxing tournaments. And on top of that, you can double your initial deposit up to $1,000 using the promo code 49ers, 49ERS. That's double your deposit, double your funds, and double the excitement for the boxing matches and football matches if that's your thing. But right now, again, every $10 you bet on Frank Gore, if he wins, you win 11 back. So head over there. What are you waiting for? Support Frank the Tank, baby. It's going to be a lot of fun. So don't miss out. Double your first deposit up to 1000 using our promo code, 490RS, or use the QR code on the screen. And let's go. Bet anytime, anywhere, anything, and win with my bookie. All right. And we will have our bets of the week up probably Saturday. Uh, oh, man. What's up, Adam Spence? He says, hashtag CC. Hi from Dubai, all the way around the world, man. Longtime listener, first-time caller. Adam, I just want to say thank you, man. Uh, appreciate you being here. Uh, means a lot. Jump in. You got any questions, man? You got, you got first call, man. So if you got any questions, comments, stuff you want to throw out there, please do not hesitate. I want to talk about it. Um, now, another issue that I have, and I thought that this was important, and I wanted to jump in. This, this clip that I'm going to show you, was the first sack, I think on the first drive um, that we took. And I, I thought it was important because I, I like Jimmy Garoppolo. He's a good quarterback, but obviously we all know Jimmy's issues. And I think that these next two clips that I want to talk about and spend some time on uh, highlight kind of the main issues that play with Jimmy Garoppolo as quarterback. Oh, that, that is a blitz. It's a five-man blitz. And, man, there I mean, a couple things. You've got to get to the 35-yard line, okay, 
This route's open, but not going to get you what you want. This is open, not going to get you what you want. Maybe Dwelly across the middle. He's trying to hit one of these two. I mean, Jimmy ain't throwing this ball. This is open, but he's already got sacked by that time. So it's slow developing route, and we didn't get it. I'm glad that he didn't force anything. Sack's not the end of the world here. You're not in field goal range or anything anyway. And, I mean, we just we missed the pass off up front between the center and the guard. So watch right here. We got to pass this off. So it's just going to get a stunt between these two players. He presses up. Uh, three players. We do the exact same stunt with Nick Bosa. Both tackles get upfield. The defensive end comes around. The problem was we didn't see it and we didn't adjust for it. And he comes scot-free. Boom, right there. But he still had a lot of time. Um, you could have checked down, but on third and 15, that ain't going to do it for you. 1,001, 1,002, 1,000. So two and a half seconds. Maybe you could throw it here to Dwelly in the middle of the field. If you wanted the first down, this is where the ball should have went, but he's already hit. And so, like, again, we watch the broadcast view, right? It just You get this little, like, tiny whatever, and you don't get to see, like, was there a wide receiver open? Was there a wide receiver looking? You don't get to see that because they just focus on the ball, which is dumb. Um, and again, if you're one of those people that wants to learn how to watch football, which is important, if you want, like, if you just watch the ball, you're going to miss out on so much. I never watch the ball. I never watch the ball. Um, if we're on offense, I, I'm watching the uncovered linemen, but lately there have been no uncovered linemen. We're going against bare fronts nonstop. I'm watching George Kittle. Or I'm watching Trent Williams or Kyle Juszczyk, right? If we're on defense, I'm watching Nick Bosa. I'm watching, you know, um, Warner. I'm watching those, uh, Eric Armstead, things like that. It. There's an awesome book out there by Pat Kerwin, who's one of the guys that's on Sirius XM, uh, Moving the Chains. Uh, one of the most, I, I feel like he's one of the smartest interpreting football. Um, he wrote a book called Stop Watching the Ball. Very, very good. Um, and so you can get it almost anywhere. But uh, if you like want to, one of the things that I, I tell people, like probably the most common email I get is, John, I love the 49ers. I don't understand football. Never played, never did whatever. I don't really know what's going on. And so I say, hey, all right. Here's my Patreon videos if you want to watch those. If you want to read a book, this is the book you should read to get started. Um, so if you're one of those people, and again, Christmas right around the corner, your dad, whatever, you don't know what you want. I don't want any gifts. Um, give me that book. Ask for it. Pat Kerwin, uh, stop watching the ball. Uh, <laughs> Debbie, how many hats do you own? <laughs> LOL. Or I just said, I don't want anything. Like... Okay, all right, here we go. You know what I asked for? And it's funny, I just opened this. I just got this hat today. I like this hat. I got to shape the hat a little. It's a little too curvy for me. Uh, my face curvy enough, bro. Uh, but um, I asked for the jacket I had my my eighth grade year in middle school. It was a 49er starter Apex jacket. Y'all remember those? That's what I asked for. They don't make them anymore. And so I'm opening up all the packages today right before I came on here. And sure enough, that jacket was in there. My wife surprised me with it, but I opened it because I'm a moron. Uh, but I got my jacket. And then my wife's like, oh, now I can't wrap it for you. And I'm just like, well, might as well let me have it, right? So, like, I'm not a big gift guy. I don't want stuff. I'm not really into whatever. I like shoes. I like things that remind me of my childhood, right? Like that jacket or a certain pair of Jordans or pennies. What's up? If I could find those freaking Penny Air Maxes. Ah, they don't make them. They're too damn expensive for a teacher. Uh, <laughs> but, like, that's what I want. So, Debbie, uh, long question short, how many hats do I hold? own a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, I love my 49ers hats, man. They freaking keep me young, and I'm getting older. So it's what it is. Willie, he says, John, do you think Mitch is doing something to his punts to make it harder to field but a risk of lesser yardage? 100% knuckleball kicks. Um, he's doing it and it's swing for the fences, man, because he had a 29 yard punt and a 38 yard punt putting your defense in some bad spots. But if they're going to, you know, be missing kicks, then that's a great thing too. Uh, there was uh, Eric Armstead was mic'd up and man, I want to give credit to man who, who brought this to my attention. Ah, dang it. I, I really want to be able to give them credit for what they said. Ah, dang, I'm missing it. Anyway, somebody brought up the point of, you know, Eric Armstead was mic'd up, and there's a clip about where he's talking about uh, what's going on with uh, some of these things. Man, it's on my freaking Instagram, and I missed it. I I've got to find it because this this was awesome because I found it because of this awesome. But Paul Sanders, what's up, man? Um, 
Paul's the best anyway, uh, Mr. Sanders for real. Um, so anyway, he was talking to me. He, he pointed me in the right direction. So thank you for that. Um, and so, yeah, it, he's a weird kicker because his leg's so damn strong. He's kicking these sky knuckle balls. And that led to two turnovers, which was key to the game itself. Um, now, can you sacrifice that much in special teams? I don't know. Fourth round kicker, man. Fourth round punter. Gosh. I was like. <laughs> Still can't believe he took him. I like Mitch. I really, really do. I just wish he was more consistent, and I wish he'd kick the damn ball out of the end zone when he's on kickoff. He does those few things. Golly, man. Ugh. Ugh. Uh, John, this is from Clay. What happened to Trent Sherfield? When did Jennings take that spot from him? So, a couple things. One, Trent Sherfield and Jennings do not play the same spot. I got this question a lot. Jennings is 100% the slot number three wide receiver. Debo and Ayuk spots, the outside wide receivers, which Sherfield plays as well, almost interchangeable, okay? So there's outside wide receivers, inside wide receivers, all right? So inside wide receivers, Sanu, Jennings, um, Craycraft has done both. Uh, those are the two big slot guys. Outside wide receivers, Debo, Ayuk, um, Sherfield, and, man, you led me right into it, Travis Benjamin. All right, let's talk about this. Uh, here is the long bomb throw. Jimmy Garoppolo threw the ball 57 air yards. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? So a couple things. There's a lot of plays here. One, I love the aggressive call from Kyle Shanahan late before the half. And so the idea is this. Even if you throw an interception here, it's almost like a punt. So that's fine. Airs it out. And you can see Jimmy already let it go. Travis Benjamin's got him beat. Turning around, comes back to the ball, hits him in the chest. Yeah, the defender got in there, made a play, and drops it. Now, a lot of people want to talk trash on Jimmy Garoppolo for his arm strength. Look at this freaking throw, okay? He's letting this go at the 13, which means that's 37 yards to the 50. Look where this ball lands. Boom. At about what? So 37 yards here, 47 yards here. 57 yards here. That ball would have came down. That's a 60-yard in the air throw. Was it late? It was late. I, I wouldn't call this necessary. You could call it underthrown. It's a timing issue. He needed to let go of the ball sooner instead of waiting for him to clear. That's where he let it go. And so that's why he did go. I mean, the, throwing the ball 60 yards in the air, this, that's not an issue arm strength-wise. The problem is you just got to let it go sooner. That's where the ball should have been let go. Right there. That's where you got to throw it. Again, he just holds, 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 and that's a problem. I mean, 60 yards is fine. I mean, everybody wants to, like, gawk at Justin Herbert, and rightfully so. He probably has the strongest arm in the NFL. His impressive touchdown was 60 yards in the air. Well, so was this. The problem was he's throwing it back from the 13 and not at midfield. But make no mistake, man. I don't, I don't care. Travis Benjamin catch the damn ball. That's your job. You get two snaps, man. Last last week, you fumbled the freaking kickoff return and cost us the game. This week, you go out there and you drop a huge 60-yard bomb. Was it a tough catch? Yeah. But I don't give a damn. Catch the damn ball. <laughs> It makes me laugh, man. Um, it makes me laugh. And, and, and I don't laugh because I have nothing wrong with Travis Benjamin. I, he was a stud back in the day. He was a stud. He's an absolute burner. He burned those guys. He's got speed. Awesome. Can't catch the damn ball. Can't return a kick. Can't return a punt. What, what, what's he doing? What, what's his, what, what would you say that you do here? Right? Like, let's go office base on this. Like, what do you do? Now, I, I tweeted this out, and Twitter probably was not the right place. I didn't add him. I don't do that. I never add players. Um, like, they're players. Uh, I, I cover the team. I don't cover the team. I'm a fan, man. I'm, I'm a big, rosy-cheeked, overweight, goofball fan with badass hat collection. That's who I am. <laughs> like, that's it. Um, having said that, um, I tweeted out after... Um, one of these many plays that he has had in the past two weeks that didn't go well. I said Travis Benjamin should not be on an NFL roster at all. He responded <laughs> a little while later, um, and I quote, he's delusional, 
That's why the letter Y he tweeting and not AGM. Um, so, uh, I'll say this, Travis Benjamin, you're incredible. You are a pro athlete that has done amazing, incredible things. And I apologize if I hurt your feelings, but man, you got to do better. Um, and I, I apologize. Like, I don't want to mess with your money. I have no ill will whatsoever. I got pretty thick skin, literally and figuratively. Um, it's what it is, but I recorded this take after he called me out. Now he since deleted that tweet and that sucks because like I retweeted and I liked his tweet. Like I thought I was like, Oh, boo. I, I like that. I like that. We're having this discourse and I get it. Like you have people that attack players and whatever else. I don't ever want to be that person. A big reason why I call Dante Johnson number 27 is because I don't like saying bad things about a grown man. And so I didn't want to keep putting his name out there. So I started calling him number 27 I thought that was his last game ever. Well, that was four years ago, and so it kind of morphed into a thing. Dante Johnson is an amazing man and a great freaking human and a great teammate. Is he an outside corner? Hell no, he's not. Um, and he's cost us a lot of games. Is he a good slot receiver and kind of special teamers? Yes, he is. He was never supposed to be a starter. We've had injuries, all those things. So back to this with <laughs> Benjamin. I'm sorry I'm going off on this. <laughs> um, but, like... I don't have a problem with Travis Benjamin at all. I'm not trying to start beef. I apologize if that's what it's turned into. Um, but, man, if you're a player, and so I'll say this. You know, I the, the, the school I coached at in Dallas was a big-time school and played on TV consistently, uh, several players in the NFL, so on and so forth. And, like, when social media comes out, like, you would have to tell your players, like, especially after a loss. I mean, you're playing big-time schools, and everybody saw it, and your grandparents saw that stuff. Stay off social media, man. Don't read comments. Don't do that. Because if that's where your time is focused on, man, you're going to get stuff in here. Now, there's some people like George Kittle who can handle that and wish all these people happy birthday, and that's a good thing. But if you try to enter into Twitter beefs, it's not going to go well. Not because I'm going to like, oh, like I responded with a gif of like the kid that like eyes dart back and forth, and that was it. And I liked his tweet. Like, I don't have a problem. Like, I think he's incredible, but like, Back-to-back -back games, huge negative plays. Don't jump on Twitter to freaking challenge John Dumbass Chapman. Like, come on, man. That That's – who's that helping? I mean, I, I don't know, man. I, I feel like you got to kind of stand your ground, and so I get that. Um, and so, yeah, you take that. Oh, what's up, Clay? He throws this in. Um, <laughs> Clay says, how about Witherspoon with that interception last week? He had two. He had two of them. Yeah, and so shout out to him, man. I think they still lost the game. But, uh, yeah, he had a great game last week, and that's who he is. We know who Witherspoon is. He's the best or the worst. It's, it's what it is. It's the best or the worst. And if you look at the players that I usually get most frustrated with, it's the players that cannot bring consistency, right? I don't like flash players. Never did as a coach. I want consistent I want consistent. If you're the best player or the worst player, you're never going to win championships. Russell Westbrook, right? Incredible. Leaves everything out there on the, the court all the time. Will never win a championship no matter who's on his team. Can't do it. Why? Because once you're in a seven-game series and he's the worst player on the court for three of those games, it's not going to go well. Yeah, average a triple-double. Get it. Awesome. Doesn't matter if you've got Durant, Harden. You load up with whoever. He ain't going to win because it's not consistent. And I probably just pissed off a whole other people <laughs> talking basketball. Uh, go Luca. <laughs> anyway, you guys are awesome. I really appreciate it. Hopefully, you guys had a good time uh, today. This was a lot of fun. If you haven't checked out Patreon, go do it, guys. Check it out. You don't like it. 100% money back guaranteed. You don't like it. You just message me. John, not my thing. I got your money back. 100% refund. I'm not going to hound you. I'm not going to say why. Nope. You don't want to talk. Whatever. You try to support me. Check it out. We've got, got too much content over there. Um, I'm recording an extra Falcons podcast over there today. Just Patreon. The only people that are going to get it. Uh, with some old clips. Again, I went old school. Got some clips from 1994. Um, went, Juan Salas got their press conference clips. Arthur Smith kind of digging in behind the lines. That's over only on a Patreon. That's where that is. Marlon, thank you, man. Appreciate the gift. Uh, John, great content. Keep up the good work. Enjoy listening to your podcast on your morning commute. That's what's up, man. Um, I really appreciate that. Thanks, guys. Y'all are incredible. And as always, stay strong, faithful.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.